Welcome to Rise Resolute. If you are open to being inspired by gritty women who have pushed through difficulties and finding motivation in the way we are all connected, this podcast is for you. I am so excited to have Gia Trevisan on the program today. She is a professional track athlete for Italy, and she has some great insight to share with us, I'm sure. So welcome, Gia. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Thanks so much for being here. If you would start, Gia, by giving an introduction on who you are and where you came from. Yeah, so um, I run track for Italy, and actually... I have dual citizenship, and my father's Italian. Um, I'm from Orange County. I live in Los Angeles, and I train here in a training group with Ryan Wilson. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I'm super excited to share with you guys some of my story. Awesome. We're super excited as well. Um, Great. So before we get started, I'm going to jump into our quote for the episode. And again, listeners, this is a quote that Gia has selected. So I'm really excited to share it with you and then we'll see how she's going to weave it into her story. So the quote is this, the day you plant the seed is not the same day you harvest the fruit. Um, That's a really awesome one. I actually have never heard it. So I'm so excited, (laughs) Gia, to hear how that relates to your story. So um, let's jump right in. Um, If you would start and give us some details on some of the struggles that you've faced, Gia, thus far in your life and your career. So starting out, um, when I was in high school, I played soccer um, and I was always really fast and I really, really enjoyed soccer, um, but around my junior year, I tore my ACL and my meniscus, and I had already committed to play soccer, and I was ready to play in college, and after having a conversation with my parents, they pretty much were like, you know, we think you should do track because you're pretty fast, there's less injuries. Um, a lot of my friends who went and played collegiately, um, they tore their ACLs again, uh, and I just, I didn't want to go through that again. So I said, did you track? Um, and throughout college, I had no problems with my knee uh, until the second to last year of school. And it was really, really devastating because the first couple years of college, I had, I pretty much gained the freshman 15 and Huh. It was it was really really <laughs> difficult to lose, um, and I was running not so great times, um, and I I believe that my weight was really affecting it, and and so as soon as my knee started hurting again, I had lost I had lost around I think like fifteen pounds, um, and I was devastated because I was so ready for fall training, I'm so ready to just go back out and have another go, and um, facing that, going through that, I kind of, I kind of went through, like, an identity crisis, you know, a lot of athletes see fulfillment and identity in their sport, um, but I quickly learned that that was not a positive relationship, um, and I had to go through another operation on my knee. However, this time I decided to try out uh, prolotherapy and PRP. And it, it did the trick <laughs> for about a year. Um, anyways, so after this operation, you know, I really took to my coach. And I actually had met 
um, my husband in college. And during this time, I really listened to them. I really listened to what they had to say about uh, the process. And my goal really wasn't like to get back on the track and absolutely kill it. My goal was like, I just want to get back out there. You know, I had really taken things for granted. Um, just being a student athlete, having a wonderful coach, having awesome teammates. And I was like, I just want to be back out there competing with them. And um, during that time, I was in the training room almost every day, just committing to, to recovery, committing to all of that. And, and it really paid off. I mean, that was actually the best year that I had at college. And um, we went on to break the school record in the 4 by 4 and we came in eighth at Nationals. Um, I, I ran at University of Arizona, by the way. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And then outdoor, we did the same thing, and it was just awesome. It was a really great year. Um, and I think the most important takeaway from these kinds of things is setting, like, micro goals rather than setting this ultimate goal that's, like, Okay, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but if we set micro goals, we can. It leads. It could lead us to something great, and we don't know. And we always. We don't have to know what that is all the time. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I really like the piece too when you talk about the identity crisis that you kind of went through when you were injured, because I think that that happens so much, um, and we sort of have this expectation on how we're supposed to perform. And um, you know, as you athletes, you really tie a lot of your self worth into that. So I like that you brought that up and how that's a challenge and a barrier to kind of break through and break down um, as you were as you were committing to your recovery. And I really like the micro goal setting as well because I think that that's relevant, not just in sports, but also just in life. Um, sometimes when mm-hmm. we're looking at the big picture, it gets so overwhelming, but if we can just break it down into little things we can do each day, um, steps towards those goals, I think it becomes much more manageable. Um, and so I really like your yeah. discussion of that as well. So Gia, as you were going through the identity crisis and kind of really having to have the grit to commit to your recovery and all that, did you feel like there was something within you that um, you already had some kind of inner strength or did you feel like you really had to work to develop that as you were going through the process? So, I mean, I've, I've always been really competitive. Um, I mean, when I was in high school, I was so competitive in track. I was, I mean, I would never come to practice. I would always go to soccer practice. But when I, I would go to the meets, and I'm always like, I need to win. Like, winning was, like, ultimate for me. Um, and, and I think that really drove me to just want to get back out and compete. Because competing is so much fun. You get so much adrenaline. And afterwards, if the race goes well, you're like, wow, that was so much fun. And, and you know, I've always been a fighter, like, in anything. Um, and I've always told myself, you know, no matter how, how hard something is mentally or physically, like, I'm going to get through it. I, I mean, I might not know how, but, you know, the battle is, won and lost in the mind and absolutely sometimes yeah. yeah and sometimes you know if you win that battle in the mind first uh you might have already won you know and so um you kind of just have to focus on that and a lot of things start there 
That's so true. Yes. I mean, I love the thought I'm going to get through this and telling yourself that and believing that mantra, even when, you know, even when it's really difficult and you're right and your mind is so powerful. Um, you know, I, I really believe that you change your mind, you change your life. And, um, that's sort of what this podcast is about too: connecting women and giving them the strength to realize that they have the power to make that change within themselves and, um, you know, decide they're going to get through whatever struggle it is that they're facing, um, be it in their sport or in their life. So I really like that. Um, that's awesome. So Gia, were there people who helped you along the way? Do you remember something specific that someone might've said to you or someone specific that really helped you propel you forward through your struggles? Um, I mean, so in college, my college coach, uh, coach green, she, she's so dedicated to everybody in the program and she's so dedicated to growth beyond the track and her focus is always you know having a really strong foundation in every way um and she was always there and I can't really remember if there was anything specific she ever said to me but even even when like I was probably one of the most difficult athletes um for the first two years you know she was there and she wasn't she never gave up on anybody and and also when I met Corey, my husband now, um, he really had an impact on me. He, he really encouraged me just to look at things from a new perspective and also to have higher standards for myself and my goals and not settle for things because I feel like I was settling for things and I was settling for certain goals. And he's like, well, why don't you try this or try that? And, and I think that really helped a lot. And it, it, it helped me get to where I wanted to be instead of me shying away from wanting to do something. Right. Yeah, that makes good sense. Yeah. And I like the I like that you bring in the fact that sometimes we need a new perspective as we're going through things. Um, you know, we need to look at it with different eyes and that's important. And also the not settling piece is an awesome one as well because um it's yeah. easy to set to get into that pattern of being comfortable, right? And just sort of settling into what feels you know, easy <laughs> sometimes. And it's getting out of our comfort zone and really pushing ourselves to not settle and to, you know, really strive for, you know, what we really want um, that can make all the difference. And um, so I really like the discussion of that as well. Um, is there anything looking back um, at your original injury when you tore your ACL or going through your second surgery or any of the struggles that you faced, Gia, as you were going through this, is there anything that you wish you would have known at the time that would have been helpful? Yeah, you know, when you're in high school and something like that happens, it kind of feels like the end of the world. Yes. Um, especially when you're like, how am I going to get a college scholarship? Or how am I going to, you know, even get into college if, if I don't have athletics? Or I don't know. You know, your mind goes everywhere. And um, that's kind of where I was at. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, soccer's over for me. Track is over for me. And it's not, you know, um, at that age, you just feel like everything's, it just stopped. Um, but you, I think I would have, I wish I would have known that great times are coming and this isn't the end of the world. Um, there's other things, you know, there's things, things take time and injuries take time. And if you just stick with it, you know, some, something good will happen. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. I think, I think realizing always having faith in the future is sometimes hard to do, but I like to think that way as well. I always like to believe that the best is yet to be. And I feel like that's how we have to live our lives. If we want to continue to live lives of purpose and and joy and, you know, lives that we, in which we challenge ourselves and challenge ourselves to grow and progress towards new goals. Um, So I think that's great. I, I had an interview a while back that always has stuck with me when you were talking about, you know, great times are coming and it's not over, um, even though you feel like mm-hmm. it is. And I had another runner, Robin, um, who I think is going to move to Southern California eventually. And she was really just giving the shout out about how it's not over till it's over and you can't give up, yeah. you know? And I just like love that mantra too, to tell yourself, yeah. you know, no matter how hopeless you feel, it's never over. You know, it's never yeah. over. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I love that. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that facing those challenges at a young age with the torn ACL and injuries prepared you for similar challenges as you're kind of going through your journey, Gia? Yeah, I mean, when I did hurt my knee again in college, I was doing, like, pool workouts. I was doing bike. I was doing a bunch of other things that were possible. And sometimes, like, when we get injured or something bad happens, we're like, oh, I can't do anything. But there's always something you can do. You know, there's always something else you can work on. You know, if you can't take pounding on your joints and get in the pool or, you know, if you can't run, then use the bike or, you know, there's always something you can do. Right. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. And I like that. I like how that relates to struggles in life as well. Um, you know, you it's always a choice. You can sit and feel sort of helpless and defeated, or you can ask yourself, okay, what's a small thing that I can do today, even if it's small, um, to, you know, take a step in the right direction. So you're right. Um, and I do think that as we go through injuries, we, we learn that we have to think outside of the box sometimes um, because, you know, sometimes the original sport is not accessible at that time. So I like mm-hmm. that. I think that's great. Um, so in terms of encouragement for our listeners, um, whether they're athletes or they're women who are just struggling with something else in their life, are there specific words of encouragement, Gia, that you would like to get out to, um, fellow women who are listening out there? Well, one thing that you just said was, um, you know, we always have a choice and I do remember in college, my coach saying that to me, even during practice when we're all dying, she would say things like, it's your choice, you know, make a choice you either go for it or on this next run you you die she she would make it seem like you have a choice to give up and when you give up you're making that choice um and during workouts I just stuck with that I was like okay I have a choice like I have a choice this last run I can either push out and die during the run or I can either push out and finish strong um so, you, you know, you always have a choice to keep going and just taking things day by day and setting those micro goals and um, knowing that it's, it's not the end and, and, you know, focusing on the process. And something today that I was thinking of was progress over perfection and process over outcome um, because I'm trying to think of new things that I want to focus on for the year and I was thinking about those today. Um, and like growth mindset over fixed mindset and things like that. That's so awesome. Yeah. Those are all great, great, uh, words of advice. And 
You're right. I mean, we always have a choice and I like how you tie it back to the micro goals. And actually it ties back to your quote of choice too, that we set the micro goals, we plant the seeds, we can't expect them to grow instantly, right? But every day we have a choice to continue watering those seeds and watering those seeds and taking care so that eventually we're able to harvest the fruit, right? Um, And so I think that really relates so well to your original quote. And um, yeah, so fantastic, Gia. Um, So if the listeners would like to follow you and your athletic journey, which I'm sure they would, uh, where can they go to do that, Gia? Um, So I have a Facebook page that's Giancarla Trevisan, which is actually my real name. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then uh, my Instagram name is just Gia Trevisan. Awesome. Okay, so I encourage all you listeners to get out, get out there and follow Gia. Um, and I'm sure there are so many good things to come, right? The best is yet to be. Um, so I'm sure we're going to see her do many great things. Um, I also want to just leave the listeners with a little um, tidbit, and it's it's this: listen to listen to Gia, listeners. Um, you know, plant those seeds today and and watch them grow into beautiful flowers tomorrow you know, we always do have that choice. We have to commit to our goals. We have to set the micro goals and we have to believe that great things are coming. Um, and so thank you so much for coming and sharing part of your story with us today, Gia. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And listeners connected, we can rise.